Today we discuss the latest Islanders injury news and some good news on the schedule. Plus, we break down the prospect situation and answer your mailbag questions. All this and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your first order. That's J-A-S-E-Medical.com. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on X at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on X at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's great to talk Islanders hockey with you, game time or any time. Well, some news here both good and bad, concerning the New York Islanders and their injury situation. Let's start with the good news. Let's, let's go there. Uh, Andrew Gross of Newsday reporting that Semyon Varlamov will be skating uh, back in New York. Now, the, the team is obviously heading to Chicago for Friday's game against the Blackhawks, but back home... Semyon Varlamov has taken the first tentative steps toward his return, skating for the first time yesterday. And obviously, the Islanders need Varley back, and it's going to be a little tricky integrating him back into the lineup. You don't want to rush it. He'll probably be the backup for a game or two once he returns. And uh, hopefully that may be next week when the Islanders return home. But the big question then becomes, you know, 
Ilya Sorokin has now played in, I believe it's 12 straight games. At you know he's going to need a breather. You don't want to burn out Ilya Sorokin. That would just be a disaster for the New York Islanders, who are going to rely on Sorokin. Arguably, in fact, in my mind, not arguably, he is their best player. And you want to get him back, you know, to the point where he's not overwhelmed. And playing in a dozen games in a row does not help. The fact that the Islanders, as a team, are giving up more shots on goal per game than any team in the league except the San Jose Sharks, that doesn't help. So getting Semyon Varlamov back will be important because it is clear that other than mop-up duty, the coaching staff does not trust Ken Appleby. He's played one period since he was recalled from Bridgeport. And quite honestly, you know, they had a back-to-back and all he did was play one period when the Islanders were already trailing badly. If they trusted him, he would have at least gotten one start under the circumstances. So Varley starting to get back into things, that is a positive. Now, the negative, Casey Sezikis has officially been placed on IR. Sezikis, it's retroactive to January 9th. He has a lower body injury. And maybe it's good news in that the Islanders have recalled Kyle McLean from Bridgeport. McLean, six goals, 13 assists in 36 games with Bridgeport. And he is, of course, the son of John McLean, the Islanders' assistant coach. And look, right now, Sezikis still considered week to week. He has missed four games. He has not resumed skating. So to me, I am happy that McLean has been called up, kind of wondering why they didn't do it sooner. Uh, And to me, the best reason to be happy about this call-up is that it probably means that Matthew Barzal and Bo Horvat are going to be reunited. That, you know, setting up the line combinations that the Islanders had over the last three games, give or take, really isn't good. I mean, to have Matthew Barzal on a line with Cal Clutterbuck and Simon Holmstrom really doesn't make sense. And Oliver Wallstrom, you know, getting top line minutes with Lee and Horvat. It's great if Wallstrom can use the opportunity and come through. But for whatever reason, Wally has continued to struggle. It becomes a chicken and egg thing where he's not playing so he's, it's hard to get him in a groove, but because he's not playing well, he's not going to get a lot of chances to play. But to me, uh, reuniting Barzal and Horvat brings out the best in your two most dynamic offensive players. And over the last few games, we've noticed that only during part of some of these games, when the duo was reunited... Did they really give the team a lot of offensive juice? And look, this is an Islanders team that does struggle to put pucks in the net sometimes. We've known that for a while, but they seem to struggle a heck of a lot less 
when you reunite Barzal and Horvat, they've developed excellent chemistry together. So let's hope that Kyle McLean will make his NHL debut. His father will have the best seat in the house on the bench for that occasion. And it should mean that Bo and Barzal are reunited as line mates. And hopefully it means that the Islanders can pick things up offensively because we know they've been struggling defensively pretty much all season. And, you know, the last three games, the Islanders have scored a grand total of three goals. And that's just not going to get it done. They're 0-3 in those games. Uh, it, it is time, quite honestly, for this team to get back on track on the power play, get back on track offensively, because if they're not going to tighten up defensively and revert back to a more Barry Trotz style of play, they need Bo and Barzi together. If they're not going to try to win games 2-1 to one or 3-2, to two, if they really want to win 5-4 hockey games, you need Barzal and Horvat clicking on all cylinders, and they just haven't had that since Lane Lambert separated them. So hopefully Kyle McLean is a step in the right direction to reunite that duo and get this offense back on track. And we'll see exactly what form that's going to take. Either way, uh, that is the latest injury update for the New York Islanders. No update as of right now on Pierre Engvall. Remember, Engvall missed the game against the Winnipeg Jets. He was listed as day-to-day. Hopefully, Engvall will be available Friday when the Islanders travel to Chicago and take on the Blackhawks in the final game of this four-game road trip. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We're going to talk about the latest listings of the NHL's top players 22 and under and what exactly that's going to mean uh, you know, what it says about the Islanders, plus a little good news about the schedule and a lot more. And uh, for our Islanders birthday of the day, a recent player, a defenseman who was forced to retire a little early due to injury. Well, we'll talk about that. See if you can guess who that is. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if one of my loved ones got sick and a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses like UTIs, uh, respiratory infections, skin infections, and others. And this is stuff that could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com, complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at, the fra- at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com 
and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your first order. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Wanted to talk a little bit about the schedule, and for once... The Islanders get a little bit, at least, of good news. Uh, it's unfortunate, the, the reason for the good news, but we'll take it. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, who the Islanders will play Friday night in Chicago, uh, just had a schedule change. They were originally supposed to play Wednesday against the Buffalo Sabres, that game has been postponed because of travel restrictions due to weather in Buffalo. You've got those lake effect snows. So that game has now been moved to Thursday night, tonight, at 7 o'clock Eastern time. What does that mean? It means that the Blackhawks will be on a back-to-back, while the Islanders will have a couple of days off in between Uh, their last game in Winnipeg on Tuesday and Friday's game. So not only uh, do the Blackhawks play a back-to-back, but they do have to travel from Buffalo to Chicago while the Islanders will be in Chicago waiting for the home team to arrive. So a slight advantage there for the Islanders. One other piece of news, the uh, uniforms for the stadium series that the Islanders will be playing in next month are expected to drop sometime next week. And, uh, of course, we will have the latest on X as soon as that announcement is made. And we'll keep you up to date right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast like we do with all Islanders news. The Athletic just came out with their rankings of the top NHL players and prospects under the age of 23. So it's 22 and under. And this group, they broke it down into eight tiers of players with, you know, tier one being the best and tier eight being the potential to be a middle-of-the-lineup player. And, you know, they had about 150 players listed. Guess how many New York Islanders made this list? If you said two, you were on the nose. Both of those players in Tier 8, the lowest-ranked tier, at 140, Simon Holmstrom, already on the Islanders' uh, roster, and... You know, they did a little skill scouting report on them. And uh, basically, puck skills and hockey sense. Holmstrom ranked as average. Skating, he ranked below average. And in compete level, he was above average. So, Simon Holmstrom, the only player on the Islanders' active roster who appeared in this article. The only other player who made the grade for the New York Islanders 
is second round pick from this year, Danny Nelson. He ranked 142nd. So the six foot three, 212 pound center who is right now, you know, still playing uh, college hockey. Well, he managed to make this list. His skating and puck skills were listed as average. His hockey sense below average and his compete level above average. Again, 142nd on this list. And that is, well, needless to say, uh, you know, disappointing. And I think it speaks volumes that when, when you're going, they go 169 players deep in this article. And only two out of 169 players are on the Islanders. And if you think about it, if there's 32 teams, the Islanders should have, you know, each team should have a lot more than two. Let, let, let's just say that. And, you know, the Islanders should have four, maybe five players, or every team should have four or five players on this list if every team had you know, an equal share of this 169 guys. But to only have two and to have them so low on this list is discouraging. And I think it speaks poorly about the Islanders' prospect pool. One other thing I think Islander fans will be interested in, ranked at 160 right now, Atu Ratu, the former Islanders' prospect, traded to the Canucks in the Bo Horvat deal, Ratu, uh, average puck skills, hockey sense, and compete level below average skating, ranked 160th. So can't say that, oh yeah, that was uh, you know a big giveaway in that sense. But at the same time, Lou Lamorello has now traded away four consecutive first-round picks in the attempt to chase 7th or 8th place in the Eastern Conference. And I can under, look, some of these deals individually made sense. Alexander Romanov has been a solid addition to this team. Certainly Bo Horvat has been a worthwhile addition to this team. But to trade away that many first-round picks in a row. And I wouldn't put it past Lou to do it again this offseason, you know, at the trade deadline or during the offseason this year, if you're trading away four first-round picks in a row, you better be a, a real contending team. And now what the Islanders are faced with, and it's something everydayers know, we've talked about a lot over the offseason and all through the season, you've got a team with a lot of players on the wrong side of 30 without a lot of built-in replacements in your organization and because this is hockey and not the NBA or the NFL, you know, 95% of draft picks don't make the NHL as regulars for two, three, four years. So, you know, when the Anders Lees and the Brock Nelsons uh, of the world start to slow down, it's going to have to be more trades because if you want to make this roster competitive because you just don't seem to have the ammunition in the farm, uh, you know, uh, down on the farm and in the prospect pool, and that is a very, very discouraging thought 
for the New York Islanders. So, you know, look, you've heard Hadi Kalakesh of Locked On NHL Prospects. He was with us during the offseason, talked about the issues facing the Islanders uh, and the problems that they have in their prospect pool. He even referred to it as a prospect puddle because it wasn't very deep. Uh, right now, halfway through this season, it doesn't seem to have improved in any way, shape, or form. And need I remind Islander fans, and you could check out every day, or as you know, yesterday we had our weekly farm report on the Bridgeport Islanders. Well, they are last place or very close to last place in the AHL. And again, it just doesn't bode well for the prospect pool. Hopefully, either Lou Lamorello or his eventual successor can change that around. But as of right now, the Islanders are struggling in that department. We have got more to get to on today's show. We will open the mailbag and answer some of your questions. Plus, we'll have our Islanders birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches to other job sites uh, compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. So, listeners to this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, let's open the mailbag. We've got lots of questions and unfortunately, lots of frustrated Islander fans. This one comes from our friend Charlie, uh, who has Indeed. Uh, sent us a few emails over the last few weeks and months. Uh, Gil, hope you don't mind me venting. Uh, Lane will be let go when they come home, regardless of the rest of the road trip. That's Charlie's prediction. The equation is simple. Lou has to stand behind the team and play the last card. Either the team responds, or in Lou, we trust, is DOA. If he has a shred of pride, he will walk away if there is no playoff berth, they desperately need a taskmaster and a coach with Barry Trotz-like credentials. So, look, you know, he goes on to say this team needs an attitude adjustment. There is more there, but they need it squeezed out of them. And, Charlie, I agree with you in the sense that right now, I'm not saying Lane Lambert is a bad head coach, but I don't think he's not the cause of the problems for this team but he doesn't seem to have the solutions either. And, you know, Charlie also says, hey, UBS is going to be a ghost town unless they win. I think attendance has been down a little bit. It will be down a lot if they don't start winning. So 
we'll see, you know, what ends up happening with that. But, you know, as of right now, I, I, I think they do need to make some kind of a change. And it's easier to replace the coach than it is to replace 18 players. Although, you know, Lou could make a trade. We'll see what he ends up doing. The next email is from our friend Kevin. He has also sent in a few emails over time. Gil, when a team is struggling like the Islanders are, what can they do to get that spark back? It seems the tools at the Islanders' disposal are few. You're right, Kevin. There's not a lot. We've already seen them try to juggle the lines a little bit. We've seen a couple of players sit out a game as healthy scratches, although all the injuries that this team has been suffering makes it harder for you know, this team to feel comfortable scratching a lot of players. And the other problem is you've got a lot of guys right now who maybe deserve benching. You could always call up a player or two from the minors, but, you know, that's not a great option because there's not a lot of great prospects down there. The most deserving player is Ruslan Ishkakov. He's leading the team in all the different categories, goals, assists, points. Uh, but the problem is they still are not necessarily comfortable with Ishkakov when he doesn't have the puck. And that's always been a big part of the Islanders' system. So let's see, you know, what happens. You can make a trade. You can bench some players. You can call up some players or some combination thereof. Or you could fire the coach. But right now, those are your options, really. And it doesn't seem like the Islanders are going to be doing that right away. And as far as the coach, uh, as far as trades are concerned... It's a little tough because, A, you have a lot of bad contracts, players that are overpaid or have too much term, and, B, a lot of these guys also have no trade clauses. Uh, the next one is from David. David writes, uh, Gil, what will it take for Lou to fire Lane Lambert? It's so obvious he doesn't have the answers to what the issues are. This is a GM and team president who fired a first-place coach when there were three games left when he was with the Devils. David, you're spot on. What will it take? I thought the seven-game winless streak, uh, you know, would have done it. They had that, I believe, in December uh, or, or late November. It didn't happen mainly because they got a lot of loser points. If they lose in Chicago, would it shock me if something like that happened? No, probably not. Why he hasn't pulled the trigger is a little bit of a mystery, but we'll see. Uh, this next one is from Paul in Wisconsin. Gil just saw your latest podcast, spot on commentary, but as most fans and myself and you have been saying for at least the last two seasons, the change, organizationally speaking, should be from the unmovable to criticism GM to an unadoptable, no-feet-to-the-fire coach to aging players. The team is almost playing out the same season script from last year, unfortunately, for the Islanders. Detroit, Philly, uh, and some other teams are better this year, and I don't know if they can put themselves into one unsatisfactory win-in-the-playoffs appearance, one-and-done scenario again. Keep speaking up. Maybe the management will wake up. Best, Paul B. Paul it is not going to be easy for this team to make the playoffs, but it's not impossible. There is still 
talent on this team. And, you know, a, a, a brilliant GM, a smart GM, could make a few trades and make some changes and get this team into the playoffs this year. Uh, a coaching change might also help that. I thought Lou Lamorello should have stepped down. He's done some good things, don't get me wrong, but the way this team is put together, as I mentioned in the second segment, does create all kinds of long-term issues. Uh, you know, if this Islanders team was a top-tier contender or close to it, I understand the path that Lou Lamorello has taken, but because they're not, because they are sort of a somewhere between 7th and 10th in the conference kind of a team, um, you know, mortgaging your future to finish 8th place in the conference still does not make a lot of sense. All right. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Thank you to everyone who wrote in and sent in the mailbag questions. Always appreciate it. And again, everybody, feel free to send in your own. We'll read them as they come in and and get together. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, again, we're a day early, but Friday will be the big 4-0, 40th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Johnny Boychuk. The Edmonton, Alberta native, second-round pick by the Avalanche in 2002, but uh, didn't play long for the Avs. Four games for them in 07-08, then to the Bruins, and then joined the Islanders via trade in 2014-2015. That was his best season with the Isles offensively, nine goals, 35 points. Stayed with the Isles through the 2019-2020 season before injuries ended his career. Uh, Played in 725 NHL games, 54 goals, 206 points, 331 penalty minutes. Add 13 goals and 30 points in 104 penalty minute, uh, excuse me, 104 playoff games. And uh, Boychuk did indeed win a Stanley Cup. He gave the Islanders some good two-way play. He could give you 25 to 30 points a year. He was good with the puck. He was good in his own zone. He could be physical when he wanted to be and needed to be. And he gave you some leadership and experience. He was a great Islander. And now he is still involved with the organization, uh, helping him out in training camp and and with other things when needed. One of his better games as an Islander, March 6, 2016, at Madison Square Garden, Islanders and the Rangers. Yarrow Halak, the Islanders goalie. Antti Ranta, the goalie for the Rangers. And in this game, Johnny Boychuk opens the scoring. A goal from Josh Bailey and Kyle Oposo. Just two minutes and 50 seconds into the game. And then later in the first period, he scores again from Anders Lee and Nick Letty. The Islanders go on to beat the Rangers 6-4. to four. Boychuk, two goals, two penalty minutes, five shots on goal. Played 19 minutes and four seconds. One of the many good games that Boychuk played, and when he scores twice and the Islanders beat the Rangers at Madison Square Garden, it's even sweeter. So uh, that was a great one. So happy birthday a day early here to former Islanders defenseman Johnny Boychuk. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Hopefully, we'll have an update on both Semyon Varlamov and Pierre Engvall's status, and we'll have a full preview 
of the Friday night game in Chicago. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.